Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, a handcuffed man is tased. Also, how did Katie Britt do it? And Mo Brooks asked for a pardon. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect. I guess I forgot that you never ever make a mistake. A political coup is not an oopsie. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hey guys. I gotta say, uh, you know, we were sitting around Tuesday waiting for the results to come in on the Katie Britt Mo Brooks Senate runoff. And the first results came in showed that Katie Britt was beating him by 30 plus points. Mm -hmm. And Susan goes, that's the way it's gonna be all night. And I was like, surely not, surely not. But it was 30 points. She just beat him as my old pappy would say, like a rented mule. She did. I mean, it was amazing, Susan. <clears throat> I was looking at the numbers early when we were looking at the New York Times by county. And you could just tell the way the numbers were shifting, that it was going to be a proper butt whooping. I mean, she got him in 66 counties. Shelby County was the only one that went for Mo Brooks, but it was steady all night. You could see that 30 points, that 30 points just kept holding. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, Josh, th this is the, I mean, except for us in the political world, Katie Britt was virtually unknown out outside of, inside baseball politics, right? Yeah. And here she came, uh, a well-known commodity, also, Mike Durant, who had a hero story, mm -hmm. she came from behind to just do what they they didn't think she'd ever break thirty five percent, but she did it. How do, how do you think she yeah. did it? No, well, I think she did it through. I mean, we we've talked about it a bunch of times. You know, she she'd gone out and she worked. You know, I mean, she did. She yeah. went out to a lot of places and uh, she met with a lot of people and she started way early. Uh, going out and just just making trips and showing up to places, yeah. showing up to county meetings, showing up to alpha meetings, showing up you know at, at farmers organizations and uh, and it all paid off uh, you know with her. I think that she she was able to get a lot of endorsements from a lot of those folks and that helped her in in name ID as well. Um, you know and she's likable. Uh, she's a likable person when when you meet her and you talk to her. Um, and you know I I was. Uh, somewhat uh, fearful that she would be penalized for being a young woman, uh, you yeah. know, especially in the con ultra conservative, older white male, uh, yeah. you know, vote that that dominates the Republican Party in this state. And uh, you know, and it's it's good to see that uh, that they have uh, at least become a, a little more open minded in that regard. Uh, and so maybe that's uh, that's some hope for the future. Um, you know, I, I, it's it. She did beat him like a drum. I mean, she made him quit. Really, yeah. made him quit. I mean, he's, yeah. he's done. He's what, done in politics. There were eighteen percent so. reporting when he when he conceded something yeah. like that. I mean, he, yeah. he he was like, "I'm done. I'm out of there." Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk no about some more Mo's problems later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if his old boss in the presidency had just resigned, just had acknowledged the loss, right? Yeah, so, right. We'll, yeah, get yeah. That, we'll get into that later. I, I wanted to think, speaking of, you know, former President Donald Trump, I mean, he came out and uh, endorsed Katie after, uh, the, you know, it looked like she was going to win anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you? Susan, do you think that the Trump endorsement really mattered much? I don't really think it mattered that much. It may have a little bit of people that might have been on the fence. It might have made, but the, by the numbers that she beat Mo Brooks by, I don't think it had that much impact. Josh, to me, if you looked on social media, uh, mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, and all that, that actually, at least in that sphere, mm -hmm. actually hurt her more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and we, we talked about this a little bit on on our podcast that we do, uh, Alabama Politics this week. Shameless plug, uh, but you know, we and and David and I uh, agreed that we felt like it hurt her as well because she was more of a centrist candidate, and not only that, mm -hmm. because of when it came out right in the midst of these hearings that are taking place. And no matter yeah. what your hardcore Republicans want to say about these, you know, th these hearings that are taking place, there are a lot of Americans who are watching those on both sides of the aisle, and they are outraged by what they are seeing from this committee, a lot of which we've never seen before, uh, yeah. and put into a context that, that, that people can digest and understand just how awful it was. And I think all of that combined made the Trump endorsement pretty, you know, uh, ineffective at best, and I think hurt, hurting her at worst. You know, and I, I, you know, and I made this comment to several people. I said, you know, she didn't go kiss Donald Trump's ring. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump came and kissed Katie Britt's ring because yeah. he wanted that win. That's what I believe. I believe it too, and 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 especially in the midst of these hearings, he needed to win somewhere. I mean, she did not go down that road of saying that the election was stolen. She said there were problems. She yeah. said that there probably should be a, a, an audit. Et cetera, et cetera. But she never went down the the rabbit hole of Mo Brooks and all these candidates who were, oh, it was stolen, blah blah. She never went there. And yeah. even in the even in the other issues that are red meat, she really was kind of very practical about those things. As she is, she's very. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I mean, I wish she she would have you know or could have. Take, and we, we discussed that too as well. I, it, it's just you know where where do you draw the line uh, here if you're a candidate for office? I mean, what what's the best thing here for us or for the candidate? You know, is yeah. it to take this principled stand that we all wish she would have taken uh, against Donald Trump and what happened on January 6th and all these other things and lose? Or is it better to play, you know, just play it like you've talked about, you know, cat, you know, never really go that far, but say there were problems and try to yeah. avoid it as best that she can and, and get into office and hopefully make some changes once she's there. And I, I mean, it's a tough call. Mm -hmm. it, it would be nice if you could have it the best of both worlds. Yeah, it would be. But that's that's, you know, this is that's idealistic. And we yes. would like to yeah. see idealistic candidates. But I think one of the things she did that I thought was brilliant is she was more of a Ronald Reagan-style mm -hmm. candidate mm -hmm. than she was a Trump-style candidate. She was a morning in America type of candidate. Well, and she got out there and she talked to people about policies on mental health, on education, and what we could possibly do in that. And that's, I think now, a lot of what people want to go back to the Reagan-esque thing, where it's not all doom and gloom, where there's hope. 
and, and for change out there. And I think she reflected that. Josh, uh, I think. <laughs> really? Because the guy in the White House has done that. He doesn't seem to be very popular. Uh, yeah, I just, well, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know uh, <laughs> Well, I, and I understand what you're saying about 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 Katie. I do, uh, you know. But you know, and, and to kind of go back to what we were saying, you know, you saw what happened with Martha Roby. You know, uh, she wasn't yeah. going to win because of the criticism she had for Donald Trump. And so yeah. it, it's it's you know you can't do that. But I I agree. It's it's nice to have a candidate on on that side of the aisle that you can at least talk to, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, and right. and and be knowledgeable about issues and, and important things. That's right. Well, we're going to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. This summer, the world's roads lead here to Birmingham. The World Games, recognized by the International Olympic Committee, will bring athletes from more than 100 countries here to compete for gold. Tickets are on sale now to see events like flag football, softball, gymnastics, lacrosse, sumo wrestling, martial arts, sport climbing, and more. The World Games will bring the best in international sports here. So join the celebration, Alabama, as we step up, because this is our medal moment. So you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, we were in the, in the car uh, driving, uh, and uh, we were listening to the January 6th hearings as as, as Josh has said, many, many, many Americans on both sides of the aisle are doing, when it became, when they revealed the fact that Mo Brooks, who could have been a U.S. Senator from Alabama, yeah. actually uh, asked for a pardon for himself and uh, uh, members of Congress, uh, both in the House and the Senate, who had uh, <laughs> voted against uh, certifying uh, uh, Arizona, uh, who had uh, worked for that Texas lawsuit. I mean, Josh, you did some reporting on this, but mm -hmm. Mo Brooks thought that he had done something wrong that he might need a pardon for. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I'll say this, you know, his excuse here is that he felt that Democrats were going to uh, misuse the Department of Justice, um, which, I mean, I guess maybe if you're, you know, accustomed to being next to Donald Trump, you, you think that everybody's going to misuse the Department of Justice to a certain degree. I mean, that's but, kind of the pot calling the kettle black, yeah, right? exactly, you know? right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, there were more than – it was more than that, though. I mean, you know, there were conversations. There were phone calls that were placed, and there were a lot of interviews with staffers uh, at the, from the White House, from Donald Trump's team, uh, that you, and we saw some of the videos of them talking about the phone calls from Mo Brooks, the phone calls from Matt Gaetz, uh, that, what, that, where they were asking for pardons for themselves and, and others, you know, that, that called and asked for these things. They knew what they were doing was wrong. They knew that. They knew that there was there was some potential for criminal charges in the future because of the course that they were taking to undermine a U.S. election. I mean, that, that's it, it's that simple. You don't call up and ask for pardons otherwise. You know, the thing is, is every congressional 
elected official, with the exception of Terry Sewell, who's a Democrat, did just what Mo Brooks did. Mm -hmm. They all did it. They all did it. And now, and I don't believe Mo Brooks about this Democrat politicizing no. the Department of Justice. This was just an excuse because he's a lawyer. He knew what he was doing was wrong. Yep. I mean, he's dumb, but he's not that dumb. No, you know. no, no. Robert Aderholt wasn't calling up asking for a pardon, you know? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, these, these other, Mike Rogers didn't call up and ask for a pardon. You know, yeah. they all voted against it as well. They were yeah. signing on to lawsuits and whatnot. You know, so yeah. they didn't, they weren't part of this. Why, why weren't they? Why weren't they calling? Because we, there's probably a lot more Mo Brooks did that we don't know yet. Yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will see. We he will has see. to testify if they meet his... And his demands are too too much. He's not going to get all that. There's just no way they're going to do all that. And it wouldn't be proper to do it the way he wants to do it. But, again, this is Mo Brooks putting on a show. It is not Mo Brooks being sincere. I think it's him putting on his last hurrah, actually. Uh, could be. Hey, Josh, I want to talk about something uh, you and I talked about a little bit. Uh, well, I want to get to this first. Okay, so last week <laughs> I said that if uh, Wes Allen be Jim Ziegler, mm -hmm. that it would take a campaign political genius. And here she is, Angie Horn, our state's political genius, Absolutely. Angie Horn. Because Wes Allen came from way behind oh my God, yeah. to, to beat Jim Ziegler, one of the most notorious politicians in the state. <laughs> now Josh, I don't think you had a dog in that fight. But I mean, geez, Angie did a great job with that one. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can, I just can't form the words to say that Angie's a genius. But um, I, it's, um, uh, you know, I just it's something in my brain that won't allow that to happen. But listen, she, I, and I, and I've texted her about this and, and told her I thought I thought it was a great job uh, because she did. She had to overcome, uh, you know, the name ID issue. Um, here and you know, listen, I'm, I'm certainly not a Wes Allen fan. I think you'll probably no. be pretty dangerous in that office. But um, you know, we're talking about the work that she did to get a client elected, and That's you know, right. and and what the work that she put in it, it was really phenomenal, and uh, and it, it really turned that race around. And, and she knows how to she knows how to do those things, man. She's pretty good. Uh, so you know, maybe uh, honestly, maybe some Democrats ought to go out and <laughs> take a look at her, Angie. So, yeah, I'm really. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it was a decisive win. It, it, it was political genius on a very tight budget. Well, we all predicted that there's no way he wins. <laughs> right. I mean, we yeah. just, well, it's just the we name idea of Jim Ziegler. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was yeah. Jim Ziegler is so well known around the state and it's so popular among the crazies that how could he yeah. how could he possibly, you know, overcome yeah. that? Well, and, and you know, uh, look, Dale Strong won. That was uh, that kind of was a no brainer. He was going to yeah. win. Andrew Sorrell won. That was kind of a no-brainer. But you know who didn't really win? And Josh, you pointed this out better than anyone. The crazies. Yeah. The far right did not win a single race. Yeah. Statewide Yeah. Go back to go back to Tim James. Yeah, go back to Tim James and yoga, uh -huh. you know, and uh, I mean, all the way through, you look up and down the roster of things. And for the most part, you know, even in the Republican Party, gerrymandered and pushed to the far edges as it is, 
the people looked at the at the candidates and said, you know, and looked at those crazy people that were out there, you know, lambasting Kay Ivey and uh, you know Katie Britt and uh, as being establishment and being yeah. basically a bunch of liberals, and they said, yeah, we'll take them. Uh, you know, we're yeah. those those people are not insane and they're not going to drive business away from the state, and so we we would like to have them in office, please. Yeah, and I think if you look at the history of Alabama, mm-hmm. and I you can go back even when when Jeff Sessions was elected. Jeff Sessions that was elected was not nearly the kind of Jeff Sessions extremist Uh, that we saw. I mean, Mm. he had had his own problems, but Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you who wasn't the same, Richard Shelby. You know, Richard yeah. Shelby was a Democrat when he was elected yeah. to, this, uh, yeah. to, to the Senate, yeah. and and was in, and still is in a lot of ways a you know a, an old school Southern Democrat. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, that to me is is where I think most people fall. Uh, and and I think you can kind of go back to the words, oddly enough, of Matthew McConaughey uh, when he said uh, a few weeks ago that we're a lot closer on, on a lot of these issues than than people would have us believe. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that's where you see votes falling. And I think that's absolutely right. And and we we really, Alabama, I think this just shows that that 10% that screams and yells mm-hmm. and wants to divide us is not nearly as powerful as politicians thought they were mm-hmm. right. or think they're. So I, I hope this is a wake-up call that we just sort of ignore these fringe candidates coming forward. But anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the B, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Back to the be the voice of Alabama politics. This past week in Tallahassee, Alabama, a black man was arrested. He was arrested on what was we later found out was a misdemeanor failure to show, which Josh, you'll get into that in a minute. <coughs> we have video of him being handcuffed, being uh, what appears to be cooperative. And all of a sudden, a Tallahassee police officer tases this man. If you are upset by violence, uh, you might not want to watch this. But if you are seeking justice, you might want to look and see what you see. Jonathan, if you'd roll the tape. They came in the man yard 
Look, they came in the yard. They came in the yard. Both of them, they came in the yard. Private property. Private property. Private property. Private property. Both of them. Both of them. Hey, y'all got them record. Give me phone. Give me phone. He said it phone. He said it phone now. He said it phone. He said it phone. Y'all in private property. Y'all on private property on some other shit. So y'all know that. Okay. No, no, y'all can't put him in. What's that? What's that? You can't taste that man. You can't taste that man. Look, he can't taste it for nothing. He's not resisting. He's not resisting. Yeah, I got him. I got him. I got him right here. I got him right here, nothing. He ain't do nothing. Right here, I got him. Both of them, both of them back up, Jay. Back up. Yeah, I got him. I got him for no reason. And y'all can't do it. Look, 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 no reason, no reason, no reason, no reason. Josh, you reported on this story. I mean, to me, Susan, to you, it it, it didn't look like this man was doing anything that should have warranted him being taped. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you can see the delay. The man was supposedly uh, trying to get a cell phone out of his pocket and pitch it to his family member, we think, uh, when and all of a sudden he gets tased. The officer said he hit him with the phone. He pitched it like this. I mean, how in the world can you define that as an aggressive move? But Josh, as you pointed out in your reporting, it was some 20 seconds after that yeah. that he tased him, right? Yeah, right, yeah, it's, so, uh, yeah you so can see. So back this up and give us a, Give us, yeah, some, give us a background on this. Yeah, so, uh, so the police were called to this uh, a, a party that was taking place, uh, and, uh, and you know, ironically enough, on Juneteenth, um, and uh, and for shots fired, uh, and there were shots fired at this uh, at this address where the police showed up. Although the man who was arrested, Perry Jackson, uh, was not the person ultimately that fired any shots. However, police discovered while they were there that he had an outstanding warrant. Uh, he was known to them, had an outstanding bench warrant for failure to appear, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, and so they took him into custody. Now, they said later uh, that that he attempted to flee for a very short period of time. I don't know exactly what that means, but they were able to apprehend him. Um, it, it didn't necessarily seem as though the two cops were very quick on their feet. But, I mean, I, I don't. so I don't know what the chase consisted of necessarily. So, it, regardless, that portion was not on tape. I'm assuming it's on a body cam somewhere, although Tallahassee police apparently <coughs> have a history of turning those off during uh, situations like that. So, and I don't say that just casually. The mayor said that in a letter to Aaliyah, uh, which he asked for an investigation into this. That's Johnny Hammock, who's still the mayor of Tallahassee for the time being. Um, and so as they were arresting uh, this gentleman, Mr. Jackson, and taking him to the squad car, uh, he attempted to, as his hands were cuffed behind him, uh, he attempted to take his phone out of his back pocket and pitch it to a relative who was there, so his phone didn't end up in the jail and confiscated. Uh, apparently, that phone must have struck one of the officers somewhere. Uh, the the police chief later said it hit him in the face, although you can't really see that. Uh, but you can see the phone lying on the ground for the next 20 seconds under the car as they talk with him and pat him down. Um, and then they say he refused to get into the car. Now, he's just standing there with his hands cuffed behind him at the car. Um, at which point one of the officers takes the taser from the other officer's holster and points it at him. And then as they're still standing there calmly talking, hits him with it. Uh, yeah. And he falls back into the car and then lands on the ground, as you saw in the video. And, you know, it's it, it's atrocious, man. I mean, <clears throat> it, it's it, it was obviously something done to penalize him because they felt 
he wasn't showing them the respect maybe that they felt they deserved or whatever, but it certainly wasn't because he was a threat. It certainly wasn't for their safety or protection, you know, or the safety or protection of anybody around there. Um, I mean, it, it was it was punitive, and, and and that's the wrong. It's wrong, and I guarantee you, it violates every statute on use of force in the Tallahassee Code. Yeah, because Susan, uh, uh, you know, tasers are you know part of the armament they have mm-hmm. when people are not compliant. <clears throat> They're not being compliant with the police. It's not something used to punish them for some reason. And th- this videotape. You know, again, we don't know all the circumstances, but just looking at the tape, this looks like just plain old police abuse. It was, in my opinion. But in your opinion. In my yeah, opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the, if you look at the man, all they would have to do is put, you know, push down on his shoulders to make him sit down and see if that was indeed the situation. Uh, and also, he would have to really be uh, gymnastically <clears throat> and, and very uh, adapt to hit an officer from this angle in the face with a phone, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's almost with your miraculous. Hands cut, right? yeah. Yeah. So I think there's some, uh, co- you know, some somebody trying to cover their fanny. And, and this is not the first time this police officer no. has had some incidents with black uh, individuals, mm-hmm. right, Josh? Right. Yeah. And in a letter, again, this is this is from the mayor for uh, Johnny Hammock, who sent a letter uh, a letter to Aaliyah asking that they investigate this incident and a previous incident in which a, a a man who had fled from police was captured, and as they captured him, was beaten to the point that he had to be taken to the emergency room and put uh, staples in his head in five different places uh, because he was beaten so badly. And uh, you know, we as the mayor had po- pointed out. We would love to know exactly what happened, although most of their body cameras were off, and the one body camera that was activated during this time did not show the fight. Uh, so no one could corroborate exactly what took place there, other than the man was beaten to the point that he was unconscious and had to be hospitalized. And, and, and you, we do not know whether Aaliyah will perform an investigation. We mm. certainly don't know whether the Attorney General's office would prosecute anyone for this crime if no. if a crime was committed yeah. because we we don't know that they're willing to take the side of somebody uh, other than law enforcement but right. now this we're not going to take our eyes off this situation we're going to be watching what happens as sting said i'll be watching you all right we're gonna have to leave it right there you've been watching the v the voice of alabama politics you watch us because we watch them.